It's Picture Lock on W-E-R-A-L-P, Arlington, 96.7 FM. Welcome to radio episode 125 of the world-famous award-winning show. I'm your host, Kevin Sampson, filmmaker, film festival director, film critic, film publicist, and lover of film and TV. You can find movie reviews, all the back episodes, and so much more at PictureLockShow.com. If you're wondering what to check out this weekend, hopefully you caught me on my weekly Let's Talk Live DC segment earlier today. If not, be sure to visit PictureLockShow.com or follow me on Instagram at PictureLockShow. I always post it on Instagram right after. This morning I talked yesterday, Spider-Man, Far From Home, and Midsommar. So a lot of summer preview films we talked about in episode 122 are starting to hit theaters now. So you definitely want to check that out. Also, uh, we just announced our selected films for the DC Black Film Festival. It's not posted up on the website yet, but you definitely want to uh, start checking out dcbff.org for updates because we definitely will have tickets and all that kind of information coming soon. Uh, It's going to be a good one. Uh, The films that we have this year are phenomenal. We're going to once again be at the Miracle Theater in Southeast DC, but we're also going to be at the Mayflower Hotel in Northwest DC. So excited to be partnering with the Mayflower. It's such a historic, beautiful hotel. Not only are they our main hotel uh, for where people will be staying, but they also will serve as a screening venue. Oh man, I can't. I could go on and on, uh, but definitely remember August 15th through 17th. DC Black Film Festival hits Washington, DC once again. This week on the show, I have founder of Elements of Madness, Douglas Davidson, join me to talk 4th of July films. Now we're doing it a bit different this time around because one thing that you automatically think of when it comes to the 4th is barbecue. Maybe it's not like the first thing, but definitely one of the things. So we'll be talking about some of our favorite barbecue scenes in films. And that's all ahead on Picture Lock. Hey everyone, it's Jenna Lorenzo, writer and director of the film Les Bomb, and I am here on Picture Lock with my new best friend, Kevin Sampson. You're listening to Picture Lock. I am Kevin Sampson. I'm very excited to have a friend of the show, Douglas Davison, the founder of Elements of Madness, back on for this special 4th of July episode. Douglas, what's going on, man? Oh, you know, just uh, living life, enjoying some movies. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, my pleasure, as always. You know, we got the 4th of July next week, obviously, with my show airing on Fridays. Uh, 4th of July is next Thursday, so I wanted to go ahead and put this out there. Um, And I was hoping that we could do something a little bit different in terms of talking about uh, 4th of July movies. Obviously, you have some that are, like, (laughs) spot on the nose, born on the 4th of July. Um, And there's a lot of classics we could go to. But instead, this time I thought, why don't we focus on uh, films with barbecue in it and the barbecue being... It might not be the staple or the hallmark of the film because there are obviously... Uh, the cookout is a title of one film. So, but have barbecue in it in such a way that it's kind of uh, integral to the plot or moves the story forward. So uh, I'm excited about it. Douglas, how about you? Oh man, I was, I, I won't lie. I was nervous. I was <laughs> nervous because really thinking about 
how to figure out what food is so critical. Food is so critical to people um, in their homes, in their communities, in their cultures. So really trying to figure out what is a great representation. It was, it was a lot harder than I expected. It was fun. It was fun. I love a good challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I will agree. I, I think I definitely had to think about this and just think about, at least for me, I was kind of thinking more so along the lines of where did the barbecue come in within the film and, you know, did, did it serve the plot in some kind of way? So let's just go ahead and jump into it. And I'm going to go with my uh, number one. Now, again, this is not in any kind of particular order of importance, but I'm going to talk about three films and Douglas is going to talk about three films. Um, and so my first one that I wanted to talk about is Boys in the Hood. And, uh, you know, this is a classic film. Uh, you know, obviously we lost John Singleton uh, earlier this year. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, this was his breakout film. And in the movie, it follows a group of childhood friends and uh, their various approaches to life in South Central L.A. in the 80s and 90s. And uh, where the barbecue comes in, <laughs> they have just had an enlightening conversation about the effects of AIDS. And so Trey, who's played by Cuba Gooden Jr., is trying to impress Brandy, who's played by Nia Long, uh, by insisting that the ladies get served first. And then uh, Doughboy, who's played by Ice Cube, uses a little more colorful <laughs> vocabulary. But, you know, I guess he, he gets an A for effort on that one. But the reason that I wanted to, to bring up that movie and that scene is because, like you were saying before, I think, you know, the barbecue uh, and and food and breaking bread is one of those things that is communal. And, you know, in this scene in particular, it's, you know, a neighborhood uh, barbecue. And this is a moment in which folks can kind of let their hair down, you know, playing games, talking smack, uh, eating some good food. And uh, right here in this moment within Boys in the Hood, at least, this is really kind of where Trey and Brandy, uh, the chemistry is really kind of starting. You can tell that the relationship is starting to, to take place and her being able to see him <laughs> try to be a gentleman, you know, kind of she gives him the eye and vice versa. And so I felt like this was uh, one of those barbecue scenes that is definitely memorable, especially with, you know, Ice Cube's performance as Doughboy was just amazing. But uh, yeah, yeah. So that was that was the one that I definitely wanted to bring up that kind of sticks in in my mind as uh, for me, at least personally, one of those classic barbecue scenes that, you know, it, it's integral to the story. And I, I definitely feel like it captured uh, at least the black barbecue, <laughs> the black neighborhood barbecue. It really did a good job of capturing that. So, yeah, that was mine. And it's Boys in the Hood is a seminal work from the 90s. It's some of the best early work. Cuba Gooding, you've got Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, we had no idea what Ice Cube was going to be capable of at the time and now to see where he is now. And, of course, John Singleton. So that's, that's an excellent, uh, not only an excellent film and choice, but also just a wonderful time capsule uh, for a film that provided an opportunity for people outside of L.A. to really get a sense of that culture and community. Now, my number three goes in a completely different direction. I agree. My films are not in any order whatsoever. Uh, my number three is a film that also speaks to culture and community, but it's not about um, one group located in one area, but more of father, son, and passing down traditions. 
I went with the John Favreau film Chef from 2014. Mm. Uh, certainly much more much more recent. But when you think about a film involving food, this film is wall to wall food from various cultures, various communities. You can't watch this film without having without making some food with it. And what really spoke to me is when I saw this film, all it did was make me hungry while watching it. But since becoming a parent and watching the relationship between John Favreau's character, um, Carl Casper, and his son, as they are traveling across the country in their food truck, driving it from where they pick it up to where they're going to where they're going to have it in L.A., it's about this bonding. It's about learning about who they are through food, about what food does for people. And it's, it's kind of heartwarming. And when you're dealing with July 4th, there's so many different ways to take your, your entertainment. And sometimes you want something a little light, something that brings people together. And nothing brings you together better than food. So, you know, put on Chef, enjoy some wonderful performances by a cast that includes Amy Sedaris, uh, Scarlett Johansson, Oliver Platt, Robert Downey Jr. Basically, anybody that's been in a Marvel movie has, shows up in this film, even if it's in tiny, tiny bit roles. <laughs> right. But it's just about bring, it's just about bringing people together and uh, having a little nosh while you're at it. Having a little nosh while you're at it. Yeah, I, I love that choice, man. Uh, I haven't I haven't viewed that film in a while, but that that's a great choice, and you're absolutely right. You know, I think what we're talking about here, uh, and definitely with the barbecue, is that everybody has to eat, right? And there are certain points, uh, definitely summertime, like everybody <laughs> loves a good barbecue, can't wait to go to the barbecue, and, and as you said, with Chef, it's definitely all types of food. But the biggest thing is, because we all have to do it, it brings and opens up that availability to kind of come together and um, just have conversation. And I think uh, food meets one of our biggest basic needs uh, just to be nourished. And once, you know, you're, you're, you're nourishing yourself, you're, you're feeling good, you're able to talk and you're able to bond. So that's a, it's definitely a great pick. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Picture Lock. I'm Kevin Sampson. I am counting down some of our favorite Movies that have great barbecue scenes within them with Douglas Davidson. He is the founder of Elements of Madness. Douglas, I'm going to get into my second pick here. This is a classic for me. In 1993, I was 10 years old. And in fact, I believe it was Justin Boblitz's birthday. And we all went to see this film called The Sandlot. And uh, in the film, you know, it's the summer of 1962. A new kid is, he moves into town and he's um, kind of taken under the wings of uh, a baseball prodigy in the neighborhood. And um, it really kind of just covers the the boys in the neighborhood and uh, the different adventures that they go on. But everything uh, kind of revolves around baseball and their love for baseball. And uh, so the scene with the barbecue uh, is a classic scene. Now, this would make anyone's, you know, fireworks, uh, <laughs> like top five fireworks movie um, uh, list, I think. At least it would make mine for sure. But the barbecue 
is actually, you know, on the 4th of July, and uh, it's the one time in the year where the boys can play at night because uh, the field that they play at doesn't have any lights, but the lights from the fireworks, you know, bright up, brighten up the, the baseball field. And so in this, in this scene, uh, you know, you got Ray Charles singing America the Beautiful. It really sets the tone for what's going on. There was only one night game a year. On the 4th of July, the whole sky would brighten up with fireworks, giving us just enough light for a game. We played our best then, because I guess we all felt like the big leaguers under the lights of some great stadium. Benny felt like that all the time. We all knew he was gonna go on to bigger and better games, because every time we stopped to watch the sky on those nights, like regular kids, he was there to call us back. You see, for us, baseball was a game. But for Benjamin Franklin Rodriguez, baseball was life. It's a beautiful scene, and the barbecue is really the backdrop as they run through, uh, you know, there's like picnic tables and everything looks like really beautiful, like a neighborhood block party. Um, but they're running through, and I think the only person that grabs some food is Ham, um, you know, the chubby kid, uh, as they run to the baseball field and they just play baseball under the lights. And I mean, it is one of the, one of the most stunning, uh, I, I think just like emotionally poignant movies uh, or scenes in a movie um, as, you know, they play in slow motion. And what you really see is this freedom, the freedom of being a kid, the freedom that they feel when they play baseball, the passion of playing baseball, but then also the beauty of the fireworks. Um, and so again, I just think, you know, that scene in the sandlot gets me every time. I just, I just love that. And and again, I was ten years old when this movie came out, so that that movie definitely has a special place in my heart, and especially that scene. So uh, yeah, that was my second one, man. On uh, the sand, the sandlot is such a great film. I have not seen that film in years. As soon as you mentioned, it, I was like, yes, just for. It's it's something that is I often feel is missing from movies these days because uh, you have a lot of films that go for a lot of demographics, but so few of them these days, when they're aimed at children, do anything other than pander. Mm. All all they do is just try to speak their language and 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 try to sell them things. But whereas the Sandlot and maybe it's maybe it's just looking back on it, just feels like it's trying to capture that feeling of youth and summer, you know, mm -hmm. and, yep. and all the wonderful things that can come with the possibilities of youth and summertime and that freedom. So, so that's true. wonderful choice. Thank wonderful you. choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so true, man. Uh, uh, real quick, I, I love what you said of the possibilities of what can happen with youth and summer, because I think that nails it, like uh, puts a nail on the head, just in terms of even uh, Wendy Pfefferkorn and, and <laughs> you know, it's just like silly stuff that you do as a kid that like, you know, oh, you fake this the CPR scene and, and, and now you're the man, because like you did it, but it's so innocent and it's kid stuff, but like they nailed the yeah. tone. So you're absolutely correct. My bad. Let me get out your way. <laughs> oh, no, no, totally fine. Totally fine. 
because that's I mean that's the thing is when it comes to when it comes to kids all these things that as, as adults we look back and go this wasn't that serious this wasn't that dangerous it wasn't that significant but in the moment though in mm-hmm. the moment it's like the dog that is so huge coming over the fence <laughs> right because it's how it feels and it captures that it captures that wonderfully now uh, in terms of capturing that feeling for my number two I I went for a different vibe. Uh, for, for me growing up, there were a couple of TV shows that were just so much fun to watch. Uh, your greatest American hero, your Wonder Woman. But for me as a kid, the A team was where it was at. I loved watching the A team. And so I was excited when in 2010 they finally brought that crew to movies. And I'm probably one of the few people that if the A team is on, I will Stop what I am doing and watch that because it is so unbelievably bonkers, unbelievably bonkers, everything that happens in that movie. Uh-huh. They fly a tank. And when thinking about July, and thinking about July 4th and just the celebration of not just our independence, but just our country and just how ridiculous things can be sometimes looking at something with the military, even if it's our most audacious version of the military. Uh, is a way to go. And thinking about barbecues, this film has a phenomenal opening sequence where we see each member, Hannibal, Face, Baracus, Murdoch, all of them getting together. And how, for the cinematic version, how their team unites. And after this ragtag group pulls off a rescue, we then fast forward to them as an established group. And they are stationed overseas. They're in the Middle East. And... Uh, Murdoch is cooking for him. And the last person you want cooking for you is probably Murdoch. The man is insane. And granted, <laughs> that works as a pilot. Not right. so great as a cook because you don't know what's going in it. But the way that they are hanging out together, uh, the fact that they're using, um, I think it's uh, uh, freezer fluid for a car. They're, they're, Murdoch's opening up shotgun shells and throwing it on uh, the gunpowder in order to cook their steaks. This is a group of brothers, and it's strange and it's silly, but it also speaks to before things get crazy and before they get arrested, this moment really captures how far they've come since becoming a team and how much they trust each other and how well that they work together. And and food does that. It's You're not going to cook, you're not going to eat something that someone is cooked unless you trust them. And these people are like brothers at this point. And watching them in these moments of play before things get crazy, it's just, it's sweet and it's hilarious and you almost wish it would go on longer. But we've got tanks to fly, so we can't uh, we can't dwell too long on the barbecue. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, you know, I, I, it's been a minute since I've seen the A-Team as well, but uh, I, I love what you described just then with, um, basically, it's like a moment of levity, right? Um, as as crazy and bonkers as things are, uh, a barbecue is just so plain, so simple, so familiar, so safe in a sense. Um, it's one of those things that allows the team again, like, to uh, just let their hair down and uh, have a good, a couple of good laughs, you know, drink and you know, and eat. So, yeah, I definitely see why you chose that one. Uh, good choice. Thank you. All right, folks. So, so we're headed into number one territory. What you got? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Again, uh, you know, it's not that this is more important than any of the others. 
Um, but for me, I had to go to one of uh, my favorite franchises, Guilty Pleasure. Again, uh, this film hit when I was a, a senior in high school, and it was uh, Fast and the Furious. And, um, you know, the reason that I wanted to bring up the barbecue here uh, is because the barbecue actually carries out throughout the franchise like they have these barbecue meals um not just in this first one but in other installments as well and so uh of course i would think folks know about this but basically in the first one um Brian Connor, who's played by the late Paul Walker, is an undercover police officer, and he, you know, infuses himself into the street racing world, and um, he's really kind of forced to make a choice on where his loyalties lie um, as he becomes a part of their family. And, you know, if you look back at this scene now, I mean, dude, Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Jordana Brewster, uh, everybody just had these baby faces. But this this particular barbecue kind of really establishes kind of the tone that you can really see in the themes of the resulting uh, uh, installments in this franchise in terms of loyalty and family and uh, really just bonding over a meal. You know, it's, it's this nice moment where... <laughs> They sit down and, uh, man, I forgot what his name was, the, the smart guy. Um, I think it was Jesse. Uh, he, he, he goes to grab uh, some food and then uh, Toretto is just like, since you grab something first, uh, you got to say the prayer. Wait, hold on. Because you were the first out of everybody here to reach in to get the chicken, you say grace. Come on. Dear Heavenly, uh... Spirit. Spirit, thank you. Uh, thank you for providing us with the direct port nitrous uh, injection. Four core intercoolers and ball bearing turbos and um, titanium valve springs. Thank you. Amen. Not bad. Thank you, the car gods, man. And the prayer. <laughs> The prayer is uh, really about, you know, um, thank you, God, for granting us Nas and Nas and like all this stuff for, for cars. Uh, but but it's just a beautiful moment of them like not being your typical uh, maybe made for TV family but coming together and uh, really just having a family moment. On top of that, during uh, this scene, you're able to see kind of, again, uh, Mia and Brian and the chemistry there as it's growing. And then also there's this undertone of Vince's beef with uh, Brian and the fact that, you know, Vince just feels like there's this outsider amongst the family. And so I think that, that those are family dynamics that do occur within a family. You know, somebody gets introduced into your family. There's somebody that's gonna be, you know, the detective, the person that's like, I, I don't know, I got a bad feeling about this. Um, you know, and so I just, I just love that scene. And I love how uh, that franchise really has kept that, that motif going in terms of uh, the family barbecue and sitting around and breaking bread together and spending time together. Um, I think that's really important to do. So I definitely wanted to put the Fast and the Furious in my list.
it uh it it would be it would misrepresent if I were to say that yours was a fantastic choice going with the Fast and the Furious from 2001. I mean it's it's it it would be disingenuous for me to say that that's a great choice because of where my choice goes and we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> but uh uh you know foreshadowing and all that. Yeah, yeah. But but for one for one, I I am still shocked that we are talking about these movies. This is a series of films that I don't think anybody expected in 2019. We're about to get an offshoot with Hobbs and Shaw that they're working on. I think a ninth film that may be coming in 2020. Mm-hmm. Who knows that that these films that that started inspired by a magazine article about racing that that we're still talking about these, and it's because, as you put it, these films are about family. Mm-hmm. And so many of them do involve the significance of coming together. Sure, they're thieves. They're, they've done some terrible things. Uh, they probably killed some people. It depends on your view. depends on if you're murderers <laughs> or not. Right. But they have a code. But they have a code. And as we've taken them from just car thieves and racers into spies traveling the globe doing things, it's always been about coming together, saying a prayer over food, and being grateful. And the fact they've maintained that is impressive, yeah, to say the least. You cannot it. deny how impressive that is. Yeah, yeah. Now, my my third one, and it's kind of funny. You, you, we didn't talk about this. We didn't talk about our movies. We had no idea what each other was picking. You went with the first one. I went with the sixth one. Uh, Furious Six. Oh, nice. It's my third <laughs> film. It's my third film. Uh, it's a good setup, because, though. That's a good setup. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, you, I mean, and you, you're looking at it from the beginning. For me, it was looking at it to where, where it's ended up. Uh, I think it's an absolute shame that Paul Walker passed away while they were making the seventh film. Totally understand why they continued to make the seventh film and why they make more. There's a market for it. They want to carry these stories forward. Totally understandable. But as a series, I think the ending of the sixth film, which ends with the barbecue, is so absolutely perfect that if they'd walked away and never made a standard Fast and Furious with Vin Diesel and this crew again, maybe do the offshoots, what have you, fine. I think that would have been a perfect place to do it because they are coming together. You've got Michelle Rodriguez, who's come back. She was, you mentioned her in the first film. Well, she dies and I think the in a side story in the fourth film, she shows up in a cut scene in the fifth, but she comes back in the sixth, and she's getting her memory back, and they finally have their family together, and everyone's together. And Paul Walker, his character, uh, Brian, him and Mia, they've, they're together. I think they've got their child by that point. And this is a chance at a fresh start, and that's what when you come together with this sequence at the end of this movie, they're finally at home again after however many years of running on the road. They're sharing a meal together. Once again, it's whoever grabs first says great. And I think in this one, it's Tyrese's character. He's still new to the group and how things function. All right, everybody, let's eat. Need some help with that? It's all here. It's done. Come on, man. Let's get with it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> mm. First bite. He's got grace. House rules, man. House rules. Which one of them, man? Any of this feel familiar to you? What do you want? No. 
but it feels like home. That's good enough for me. All right, y'all, come on, let's do this. Okay, Roman. Bless our table. Father, thank you for the gathering of friends. Father, we give thanks for all the choices we've made because that's what makes us who we are. Let us forever cherish the loved ones we've lost along the way. Thank you for the little angel, the newest addition to our family. Thank you for bringing Letty home. And most of all, thank you for fast cars. It's still going back to the basics of, of we're coming together. We may have our arguments. We may disagree with each other. We may not always uh, love each other. Well, like each other. But we're always going to love each other. And we're always going to be there when we need each other. And the, the message that that sends at the end of Furious 6 is so poignant that, you know, if you're, if you're looking for something for July 4th with explosions and action but still has quite a bit of heart, it's so, still so surprising you can go to any, almost any of the Fast and Furious films and find all of those things in one place. Yeah, man. Uh, you, you know, I, I love how this came together because we, you like you said, we did not know what each other had chosen. Uh, and that just fits so perfectly um, and kind of, I think, really emphasizing the point of how, especially with this franchise, they have really done a good job of establishing family and uh, loyalty and, again, just breaking bread together. It's, like, so important. I think um, just even when you think about, you know, with your family, Douglas, um, I know for mine, when we're able to have a meal and sit around the table together, um, there, there's something there, you know, and, and I think I can remember in high school when, you know, at least when I was a kid, uh, when you kind of started to get to the age where everybody could kind of go their separate ways. Um, but when you do kind of come together around the table to eat that meal, it, there's a bonding uh, that happens. And in and, and that specific installment in the franchise, you know, they, they were able to get Letty back and so in many ways, again, like I was talking about with, uh, you know, um, the A-team, it's kind of like out of all the craziness that happens in their world, the barbecue is that familiar place of safety and a familiar return to something that's quote unquote normal. And I think that that was what they were kind of giving and establishing in terms of normalcy and having the family back together. So yeah, great choice, man. Um, man, this is making me hungry. Like uh, <laughs> gotta go get, <laughs> gotta go get some uh, chicken dogs. And uh, I usually like to have a little brewski while I'm, uh, you know, on the grill. Uh, but these are some great choices, man. Now, I'm, I'm sure I'm, this is kind of putting you on the spot. I'm sure that you probably had some honorable mentions. I know for me personally, um, I was thinking, and, and you might laugh, but Medea's family reunion, um, they, they have a great barbecue scene. It's like the, you know, a huge family reunion that's that's going on. And, you know, of course, that, that means like dancing, fun, uh and uh, and eating and but at the same time like within that scene like there's this moment of the the older 
family members kind of just talking to the younger family members, which I think is um, extremely important. Um, and so, yeah, that was one that, like, I felt like, oh, man, you know, that was that, that was definitely one uh, honorable mention for me with the barbecue. Uh, unfortunately, I have no. I have no honorable mentions. I mean, maybe, maybe Varsity Blues because of the wonderful scene with his dad who is, because uh, uh, in Varsity Blues, if you're not, if folks aren't familiar with that movie, it it involves. I mean, again, Paul Walker was in this movie, <laughs> but a bunch of a bunch of uh, late '90s, early 2000s actors as kids playing football in Texas, and everything to their lives was playing football. Everything was in in the lives about playing football, except for James Vanderbeek. Coming off of Dawson's Creek, of course, mm-hmm. he had to want to be an educated kid and go to go to Brown, I think it was, for school. But his dad was all about football. And there's a moment in the barbecue where the two of them are going back and forth, and Vanderbeek just nails him right in the face with a football. Oops, Dad, sorry, didn't mean to do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but, I mean, beyond that, uh, just trying to think of, of films that really made an impact for me anyway. Uh, even coming up with honorable mentions was difficult, but man, if you didn't come up with some great films today, I, I suddenly know what it is I'm going to be queuing up around my July Fourth. Yeah, so <laughs> no, no, I appreciate, it, man. This was this was good going back and forth. Um, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spit out a couple more that uh, Poetic Justice, 1993, that one uh, with uh, Janet Jackson and and Tupac. That one had a good, uh, a memorable barbecue scene, and anything with Tupac, like t- man, I, again. Talk about uh, talent cut short. Uh, it would have been great to see him do some more things. Um, there, I don't know if you remember in Father of the Bride, there's actually um, a scene in which they have a family cookout, and uh, that's when Annie suggests uh, having her wedding in their backyard. Um, and so, you know, it's it's that one was kind of memorable. Um, and I'm trying to think. I feel like there's like one more that I just uh, Goodfellas. Goodfellas had uh, again, you know, even gangsters have to eat, right? And and they have the one moment where they're you know kind of just talking uh, the barbecue in the backyard. But yeah, anyway, sorry, um, folks. I think you are definitely equipped to uh, find some films. Throw them on as you cook out, uh, and we celebrate America's independence. Um, Douglas, I just want to thank you again for coming on, man. This is a great uh, conversation. I love nerding out about movies and specifically uh, these with barbecue in it. If you could, let folks know how they can find your work. Well, first of all, thank you. It's always a pleasure coming on and chatting with you. It is never dull, and I always walk away with some great suggestions, so thank you for that. <laughs> um, you, can, you can find my reviews on elementsofmadness.com. I'm on uh, Facebook at EOM Reviews and Twitter and Instagram at Elements of Madness. Easiest way to find me. Awesome. Thank you, man. That's all for this episode. I'd like to thank my guest, Douglas Davidson, for coming on the show. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Blueberry, wherever you catch your podcast, so you can hear the extended radio versions of the show, catch unlocked episodes, and the Picture Lock PR after show. If you're a fan of Alexa skills, just say, Alexa, play Picture Lock podcast, and I'll come right up. 
feel free to leave a five-star review of the show as well. You're supporting the filmmakers and guests I have on the show by allowing more people to be exposed to the podcast. It's quick, easy, and free, and I definitely appreciate it. You can find Picture Lock on most social media. All social media is at Picture Lock Show. Watch back episodes of the TV show at youtube.com slash Picture Lock Show and subscribe. I've got new movie reviews for this weekend up now, so please check that out. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, you can fill out a form on the website. All music is done by Mike S, the producer 13. Make sure you follow him on all things social media at Mike S, the producer numeral one, numeral three, and hit him up for your music production needs. Thanks, bro. I'm Kevin Sampson, and until next time, I hope you stay locked on film.